This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, roasted in the gold country of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, Kendra. Hey, Fletch. Is this our new beginning? This is our new beginning. Welcome to uh, episode 105 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Woot, woot. I don't know what's 105. Is this that... is college admissions for homeschoolers. Yes. Well, we're glad you're here at the end of this school year. <laughs> uh, I'm playing this because we just finished up the school year at the Fletcher House. We and this did. is the first day of summer. No, actually, that's not true. Just to give our listeners a little encouragement, I have two more history lessons I have got to teach. Wait a minute. <laughs> Scratch on, the music. On tomorrow morning. <laughs> I told the kids, we're going to just jump in and get these last two done tomorrow morning. But by and large, yes, you are right. The school year is over. Then I can play this music. This is, the graduates are walking by. We didn't have anybody graduate this year, though, did we? Nope. Well, I'll cut the music then. Um, so what's going on other than that? We're on our first day of summer, which means we didn't have to do anything this morning. I hope you got to sleep in. I did. You didn't though. No, I was up early. I know. So we have this little cafe. So everybody knows we live in this little teeny tiny farming Less than a mile long. Right. The the main street. And there's a cafe you love to go to owned by friends and, um, I'm going to give a shout out. It's called Hamilton's Cafe. If you're ever in our area, I'll (laughs) take you. Why would you come to our area? <laughs> I, you know what I have when I go there? You'd think I'd have big sloppy breakfast. I have a veggie omelet. And you oh, know why? Because you're from California. Well, that and because they custom make it for me. It's a dairy-free veggie omelet. Wow, you're they make so it healthy. Goat cheese and asparagus and broccoli and Listen to peppers. you. I know. It's delicious. And it's completely like protein fill. So... Yeah, so uh, what else? What do you have going on? We have, oh, it's graduation weekend. It oh is my graduation goodness. weekend. So I, I, a little little bit of an insight for those of you at the beginning or, you know, with younger kids, just realize that when your kids become teenagers, just block off the entire month of May because it's graduation extravaganza. Yeah, and then, you know, people you love, friends, kids, and, and other kiddos that are in your circle of friends you go to their graduation parties and then there oh. were weddings this month and we have two birthdays this month and going to baseball games like crazy I know. our local modesto nuts <laughs> seriously people they okay so they have mascots and there's there's a pistachio shelly shelly the pistachio <laughs> So stupid, and she's kind of I don't. She's kind of sexy. There's a. It's kind of a. She's kind of a not. sexy pasta. Yes, she she's is. She's got like little skinny arms. She's like compared a little dinosaur to the other from, two, Wally the walnut and Al the yeah, almond. Listen to me. She's like the little dinosaur in Toy tiny Story. Arms. Like little tiny arms sticking out the oh. pistache. Well, she dances. She can dance. She can bust a move when she's dancing. 
not really. She's well, got the like cartoon Mickey Mouse version gloves of her on. is cute. It's like the cartoon version of Bugs Bunny when he's a girl. It's just kind of cute. Yeah, but the cute version is never the same. Like not the live version, the live version is just a little bit creepy. Yeah. So uh, we've been doing a lot of baseball games. It's been fun to go to local games. Um, and what else? Anything else going on during? Our- oh, the dogs are doing fine. The studio <laughs> dogs. I know people are always wondering how they're doing. They're doing fine. The kids are... We're going to give our kids a 70s summer. We've talked about this on Facebook, Mm -hmm. but what is a 70s summer? Um, I'm thinking a lot of Kool-Aid. I'm thinking Otter Pops. That's funny. It's the same thing. It's like... (laughs) Junk. Sugar water. Sugar and... Uh, But the deal is... Red dye. Yeah. If red dye number 76 or whatever it is. (laughs) If you want to stay up late, you can stay up late. If you want to go out and do toad hunting out in the yard or go... Go oh, pithing, please go pith those toads. They're so loud right yeah, now. Yeah, they're super loud. If you want to swim and get sunburned, all these things that we do during the summer in the 70s, you can do this summer. I was house. a 70s kid. I, I was a 70s kid. No, I was more of a 70s kid. Because you, you, you were born in 68. I, I, was, I was born in 70. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, the stuff we argue about on this show. So, yeah, we're going to give them a full 70s summer. No seatbelts in the car. So, do we have anything else going on? Yes, we have a big thing that just happened this week in oh, our family. Oh, we announced this last week? Kind of. We kind, of, we kind yeah. of baited you people with this. So our son Nate and his girlfriend Jane both go to school at Grand Canyon University, and they decided to stay there this summer and both work. She's an RA in one dorm, and he's in another, and they're doing their jobs. But Nate said, hey, Jane, let's go to Seattle and visit my cousin. We can stay with them, and uh, we can tour Seattle for the weekend. But, of course, he had hatched a huge plan. That involved a ring. That involved a ring and a brother taking video and her parents hiding. (laughs) And uh, so he proposed to her in a beautiful garden in Seattle. And then they celebrated at the top of the Space Needle with her mom and dad. We could not make it, but they were sending us video, and we were sending video back. And it was the beauty of the the internet. I we can know. live in real time. It was lovely and they are now engaged. We don't have a set date at this time. Super excited. But we are very excited. We love Jane. She's been um, Nate's girlfriend for three years and they both love God. It's awesome. Yeah. Super plugged in. So congratulations to son number two on engagement and we are looking forward to everything God has for them. Yep. So. And I think with that, we can get ready for this week's show. So let's uh, take a break, and we'll be right back. As always, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Caroline's Coffee, up in Grass Valley, California. Listen, folks, I'm going to take a break here for a second and not talk about coffee and talk about Grass Valley. If you are ever in California and you are doing the Northern California trip and you think to yourself, I'm going to go up to Lake Tahoe, that's a huge lake right between California and Nevada. On the way there is the town of Auburn and Grass Valley. They're, they're right next to each other. So what we're talking... Beautiful. They breathe the same air. Mm-hmm. It's on the historic Highway 49. It goes from Northern California down to kind of where Kendra grew up, but it's all along the what I would call the Gold Trail. So you hit towns like Angels Camp and Sonora and Jamestown and Placerville, all these major towns among uh, that were named among the, the California Gold Rush town. I wonder if people know the 49 reference. That, that you know, Highway 49? No, but that, you know, like the San Francisco 49ers and, for, well, because yeah, all gold was discovered in 1849 in yeah. California. A little homeschool trivia for our we people. We weren't California yet, though, not until 50. 
So anyhow, if you're ever there, you need to go through Grass Valley. And when you're there, stop by Caroline's Coffee. They have a big roaster in the middle of the store. Trace and Holly Fike own the place. You might even get to meet Caroline, who it's named for. Great coffee, great tea, great place to visit, and we couldn't encourage it more. We want to thank them for being our sponsor and head on over. Use the code HIRL for 10% off and show them uh, that you support our podcast by shopping with them. All right, so let's jump into this episode, College Admissions for Homeschoolers. Now, interesting situation here. Uh, this interview took place in the middle of a very, very busy weekend. And <laughs> you remember what happened? Yeah. I had a friend flying in at noon, and we scheduled all these interviews for the morning. And then I was going to drive down the airport at noon to pick him up, and I sent him a text message and said, hey, man, let me know you know, if you're running late, just so I know what time the plane lands. And he texted back, plane just landed taxiing down the runway and I was it was like a half hour before this interview right the airport was 45 (laughs) minutes away and I said are you kidding aren't you (laughs) and so I drove down the airport and you did the interview alone and so what are we getting ready to listen to here well you know I'm not quite the personality that Fletch is but I'll give you some background on this interview I had been speaking when we were in Indiana on college admissions for homeschoolers. And after I spoke on that, um, this beautiful young woman came up to me and approached me and said, hey, I'm an admissions counselor at Patrick Henry College. And all of a sudden I thought, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I said everything wrong. I gave everybody wrong information. She's going to correct me. What a hope shifter you are. (laughs) I am, I know. And and it wasn't that way at all, of course. She she just wanted to chat with me uh, and and affirm some things that that I had said. and, And we got to talking. And I said, hey, I would love to have you on our podcast talking about some of these things. But as you know, Fletch, some of the things we we really went toward were that whole helicopter parenting thing and, yeah, and what right. we're seeing. And so she has a bird's eye view. You know, she is right there in the midst of all homeschoolers coming into Patrick Henry College. She was homeschooled herself. Um, she talks a little bit about being an RA and her experience with new students in that setting as well. An RA, you know, resident assistant, somebody yeah, who, right, who right. Um, works within the dorm system, right. the residential life system. Exactly. And so, so that's there's the, there's the intro to that interview. Um, we really had a great conversation, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. All right, let's head over there now. Yeah, I'm Amy Stroff. I'm an admissions counselor at Patrick Henry College. I've been working here for the past year, and I attended PhD for the past four years before that. So I just graduated in 2015. I was a journalism major, loved my experience and internship um, with places like World Magazine, and loved the community, especially the Christ Center community here. Um, But that's not where I started. I didn't start out as a freshman knowing where I wanted to go to college. I actually started as a 15-year-old not knowing really where I wanted to end up. And so I took the most available option and I started doing some college plus uh, coaching for college options. It was inexpensive. I could take club tests. I could do a lot of it on my own. And it just fit with my high school curriculum. I could buy a book, read it for a month take a test, and get both high school and college credit. It seemed like the best option for me at the time. Um, But if I were to go back, I probably would have looked at that option more carefully um, and really dug into it and really asked myself, who do I want to be in Christ? And who do I want to learn from? 
to become that person. Um, because I found that while College Plus was fantastic for my friends who knew what they wanted to do and who maybe say they were working for their parents and they wanted to own their parents' business someday. So they already had a job lined up. They just needed a bachelor's degree. College Plus, it was great for them. But for me, I needed some mentors and I needed some Christian community. And while you know College Plus could give me a degree fast, it couldn't provide that networking um, and that real life college experience that was just so needed in my life. Um, so all of those credits that I did for College Plus helped me in high school. They were kind of like an advanced honors course um, that I did on my own. But when I ended up at Patrick Henry, none of those credits transferred. And so I spent two years worth of, you know, 60 credits worth of college um, that, that never applied toward my degree. Oh, that's, that sounds extremely <laughs> frustrating. But your whole goal of getting to a community, to mentorship, do you feel like that was a good preparation for that or, or, or just was a, a good direction for you to go eventually? In a, in a sense. I mean, I learned to study at the college level. I learned to read a book really quickly and to read for information. Those skills served me very well when I was reading like Plato and Aristotle at Patrick Henry because it's a classical curriculum. So um, because I had to read so many books and to turn around tests so quickly, that was a great preparation. Uh, it also gave me a, a broad base because you can take so many class tests. Um, at the same time, it didn't teach me those study skills that I really needed in college, like how to write an essay. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's a difficulty with tests as a whole. Uh, you, the, the whole mindset behind CLEP tests is that you will get out of having to take a course. Like you, you learn the information to prove that you can pass the final. So Amy, what do you tell a kid? Because you had said a little bit earlier, you said, I, I wanted to find out who I was in Christ. I wanted to be what I could be and, and follow that. So what do you tell the kid who's 15 years old and says, I have no idea what that means. I don't know, I don't know what I want to do. What, what is that homeschooler, what should they be doing in those high school years? First of all, my advice would be to do what you love. Take some time. You are homeschooled. You have some extra hours in your day that your friends in public school or private school don't have. So enjoy video editing if that's what you love to do. Enjoy um, going out and dancing. Enjoy being a part of a, a local sports team or uh, write a novel. You know, you have those free hours in your afternoon. Use them. And that not only looks great on a college application someday, because it shows that you're ambitious and that you're a real person, you're not just cookie cutter, but it also gives you some experience and things that you might want to do someday. Because uh, nobody ever knows really what God's going to do in their whole story when they're 15. And I think um, there's kind of this notion that you have to discern God's will and tie it to a major and slap a sticker to your identity by the time you're 17. And that's going to determine the rest of your life. And you're going to be doing that job forever. 
Um, but God's calling is, and his story is so much more unique and creative than that. It usually includes so many different jobs and so many different opportunities that you never would have imagined at 17. Um, you'll probably have multiple careers throughout your life. So find what you love and pursue that. God will equip you along the way. I think that's great advice, especially because he wires us to love the things we love um, for his glory. So that's great advice. Tell me what that high schooler who thinks, yeah, I, I want to be on campus too. I want to learn from mentors. I want to, I want Christian community. Well, first of all, the most important thing is to prioritize your relationship with God. Um, love him, serve him in your church, read the scripture, develop those uh, spiritual disciplines like reading scripture. Um, it, it's easier in high school to develop those habits than it is when you're trying to balance a college schedule and working and any of the extracurriculars that are amazing opportunities. Um, and then also develop time management skills. This is my next recommendation. Um, at the college level, especially at a place like PhD, where, I mean, it's a great books curriculum, you're, you're really studying hard to learn. You need to know what things are first priority and what things are last priority. And at the high school level, it, it's not as big of a deal in a sense. You can make mistakes, um, but knowing how to meet deadlines and to organize assignments will become invaluable when you're trying to juggle college and social life and you're involved in the play for school and you're serving in your church. You have to use your time well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think time management, um, maybe particularly because I'm a mom of boys, <laughs> and time management doesn't seem to come naturally to them, at least not the ones I've raised. Um, yeah, time management is huge. I agree with you. Now, as a mom, I'm thinking, okay, I could engineer all of this. And I think for homeschooling moms, that's extremely tempting. Um, but you and I had a conversation at the IHE convention about those kind of helicoptery homeschooling moms who love to micromanage. So let's talk about that a little bit and what you're seeing as an admissions counselor at PHC. Yeah, yeah. I have seen um, students come here. And before I was an admissions counselor, I was an RA. And so I've had experience working with parents on kind of on both sides, the student side as well as just kind of a staff admissions counselor side. Um, as an RA, I remember very clearly during orientation, we had a few freshmen freshman girls who are going to be living in my wing. I was trying to get to know them and get to know their family, too, because there was that transition. But I remember mom talking to me basically the entire time about what her daughter loved while she was standing there talking about her in the third person. And her daughter wanted to get to know me. She wanted to start becoming independent and become you know, her own young adults in the college setting, but her mom was so verbal and was talking so much that she really couldn't get much of her own personality out there. And it was kind of, it was kind of sad. It was difficult for me to um, kind of work through that. And it really didn't serve her in her first semester, first year, as she didn't have her mom there to speak up for her or to tell her what to do. 
Uh, she didn't have that self-motivation, self-starting because mom orchestrated it all. Um, and then, you know, as an admissions counselor, I see that too, where moms are calling and asking what forms they need to send in and to make their son, you know, send in a transcript or, or what have you. And um, that kind of masks the student's ability to own their college education. Because when you come to college, you are paying to go to school. You don't have to go to college. That's a decision you make. And if you don't own those classes as this is something you want to do for your own career, for your own life, um, and it's all because mom told you to, you won't be motivated. You will play video games all night because you don't care what grade you get on that final. And so for moms, I know it's, it's really difficult to start letting go and allowing students to make some mistakes or miss some deadlines or um, have to pay more of an application fee because they didn't get that first deadline in like mom told them to. Um, but those small scrapes and failures really help to build up that self-starting and that ambition to really get through to graduation and not just to get them into college in the first uh, Amy, you're speaking my language. <laughs> and it's hard to do. I mean, you know, it's just hard to watch these kids make these little mistakes along the way. But you're right. A late application fee is a really small mistake in the grand scheme of things. What kind of kids are you seeing on campus as, as the kids who really take hold of their education and um, are successful as college students? You know, I think you really see it most at Patrick Henry's for those students who have to make hard choices, where they are, say they are a student and they're trying to work a certain number of hours per week to help pay for their education and they're also taking classes and they have to choose um, to either cut back on hours or to cut back on classes. And they, they own their education enough to make that decision to say, well, I can't do it all. And then they make, you know, a good choice. They use their time well. They say, okay, I'm going to either cut back on this social thing, like I can't do the play this semester, or I can't lead this club. I need to pass it off to someone else, or I need to cut a class. I can't take 18 credits. I can only take 15, or I can't take 15 credits. I can only take 12. Um, but if you're not a self-starter, you don't think that's even an option. You, you kind of like do what's prescribed. And then you end up working yourself into the ground and you get sick, you get um, bogged down and just everything kind of unravels. And you end up at the end of the semester asking yourself, why do I not feel motivated for school? Why do I just want to stop caring? And um, kind of what am I doing here? You lose a sense for, for your whole purpose in college. Um I think also you see some students who come to college without really thinking of the end game. Uh, they just think, I need to go to college because I have to. And then you get into your sophomore year and you it doesn't seem meaningful anymore. And you don't do assignments or you stop going to class. And um, generally there's a lot more factors involved, a lot of stuff going at home or not really developing a community here on campus to be accountable to. Um, but still, you know, if you don't know why you're here, then you're not motivated to do well for your own sake. 
Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. So tell me a little bit about Patrick Henry, why you chose it and um, why you've decided to continue there as a, a staff member. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite thing to talk about. So I'm glad you asked. Um, Patrick Henry was a place where I saw that desire to love God and to love learning and to really apply it in a tangible way. And as a high schooler, I remember thinking, you know, I'm in California. I'm from sunny Southern California. And I was looking at other Christian colleges and I didn't find like a statement of faith that really described the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he's risen from the dead, that he has saved our sins, that he is God, triune, the Bible is the inerrant word of God. I found a lot of Christian schools that were more interested in having more students. And so they had a really flexible statement of faith that could include a lot. And I wasn't interested in that. I wanted to have peers who were committed to love Jesus Christ alongside me. Not just professors kind of from a top down, but I wanted that striving together to know God. And I mean, the first chapel that I sat in on, everyone singing together at the top of their lungs, worshiping God, reading his word, and seniors who were coming and talking about the testimony of faith. God had grown in them, just proved that was the case in the student body. And not only, you know, the community is fantastic, um, but the academics are in some ways better. Um, the classical education model just really taught me to be a well-rounded thinker and as a believer to take every idea before scripture and to see what is true. Because even the best ideas that philosophers and historians and people have been able to come up with pale in comparison to the truth of God's word. Um, and you learn that when you when you study history and you go back to the Egyptians and you go back to the Greeks, you realize there were some cool ideas like a Republican form of government. Great. Um, but without a people who love God and who are desiring to serve him virtuously, you won't have a good society. You'll have um, I mean, I love what one of our professors says. You don't want a free society of pirates. <laughs> It'll just have mass <laughs> chaos. And uh, same, same here in the U.S. Um, so it really taught me to think through what I believe. And um, now with, you know, internships and that being applied in, for me, communications and journalism, I'm excited to see what God does there. I want to keep writing, um, stay involved in education and it's exciting when you're you're well educated enough to know that you know nothing, <laughs> you know so little, <laughs> and God can can really take and mold and shape for for whatever calling He has for you in the future. Ah, oh, this has been great, Amy. Thanks so much for chatting with me, even without Fletch, but we'll excuse him this time. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you if they would like to talk to you about uh, the potential of their students attending Patrick Henry? Sure, sure. Um, my contact info is on the PHC website, so just go to www.phc.edu, so Patrick Henry College. Um and my email address is listed on the website at alsoft.thc.edu. So, yeah. Great. Thanks so much for being with me today, Amy. It was a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, sure thing. And thanks for setting this up. All right, homeschool parents. 
jump out of the helicopter, and let's prepare our kids for college. What a great interview. Hey, thanks for doing that. Thanks for pinch hitting and just doing that all by yourself. Oh, man. You had to run knobs and buzzers and everything. <laughs> you were turning <laughs> things on and turning things off, and you got it done. So awesome. All right, so uh, if you want to talk to us more about this topic, you can engage with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. You can tweet to us at homeschoolirl, or you can reach me on uh, Twitter at the Mango Times or Kendra. At Kendra E. Fletcher. The E is in there. Well, because Kendra Fletcher was taken by somebody. Oh, I just think it's so official. Kendra E. e. Fletcher. Fletcher. Awesome. And uh, I was kind of a late Twitterer. So Kendra Fletcher was taken. Oh. And uh, what do we have coming up next week? Well, next week we are talking with Lori Lane of Ardios Academies about homeschooling and the arts. And it's not as boring as you might think it sounds. No, you really need to listen to this one. Yeah. This, there, this is the, the discussion where I talk about engaging culture and not being fearful as parents to engage in the arts with your kids. Yes. So it's not just some dry... This is homeschooling in real life, people. Are you think we're going to have a dry interview with someone? Well, and Lori just tells some great stories and brings out some wonderful points, and uh, it's good. I think you'll feel equipped. Yeah, so tune in next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.